Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 97, Blow Up. Blow Up. Why blow up? Well, inflation could be considered part of blowing up. You know, when you pump a balloon full of air and you overstress the structure, the balloon blows up. Well, we do have inflation. The government says it's 8.6%. Realistically, it's probably closer to 12% since who knows the government can't be trusted to give you true numbers anyway. And we have a war going on in Ukraine and versus Russia, still going on, I might add, long longer than anticipated. But nevertheless, with the number of Ukrainian soldiers being uh, lost every week, it appears just to be an inevitable matter of time before that war is ended. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out in the end. What else is blowing up? Well, not the value of the dollar. It's blowing down, getting worse. The January 6th committee meetings are going on still as they intend to drag it out as long as they can leading up to the November elections. So that would be sort of a blow-up in a sense if you look at it closely. President Biden's ratings are not blowing up. They're blowing down. They're below 40% as of today, which is an all-time abysmal low as far as we know. They haven't measured and haven't polled in our entire history of the country. Our supply chain is still blowing up has been for some time, and the cost of diesel fuel and gasoline certainly doesn't help that issue at all, as we have all kinds of trouble getting goods and services from point A to point B. That's assuming we have enough goods and enough services to do that. We have anticipated brownouts across the country, not just on the West Coast where things are abysmally managed, but pretty much everywhere across the country. Meanwhile, the government is pushing more electronic vehicles, or electric vehicles, I should say, which will put even more stress on the grid, a fragile grid, I might add, that has been giving us all kinds of trouble. Another kind of blow-up might be the red flag confiscation law passed by the U.S. House, that would put in a red flag system for uh, firearm purchases. I don't know about you, but I'm afraid that I might be on that red flag list just for something I might say either sarcastically or cynically here on this program or for something I might say seriously without any intent at cynicism or sarcasm. And blow up for me on a personal sense. We've got so many things going on around the country and around the world today. So many, seems like, arrows coming in at our lonely little spot. And I enjoy reading. I I read for studying purposes, but it seems like all I'm getting done these days is reading for data on what's going on out there in the great world beyond. 
So those are just a few instances of why I've labeled uh, this program or this podcast or this episode blow up. I assure you, though, that it will still be 15 minutes and we won't increase the length by 8.6 to 12% uh, going forward. I'm going to go first to Doug Casey's International Man from Thursday. And uh, the title of, of this input is You Can't Change the Waves in the Ocean, But, but You Can Learn How to Surf Them. And um, Doug uh, wrote, Do you know that it took over 227 years for the U.S. government to print its first $6 trillion? But in just a matter of months, the U.S. government recently printed an additional $6 trillion. It's the big, biggest explosion of inflation that has ever occurred in the country. And Doug goes on to say, but that's nothing compared to what is ahead of us. I think it's sort of like, I remember cartoon characters from the fast where somebody would be running down a a train track or something, trying to get ahead of the train, outrun the train, or maybe in the uh, Wild Kingdom shows, the gazelle trying to outrun the lion. And that's sort of the way I see Fed policy and, and government policy right now. They're out there trying to avoid the lion, uh, but yet we know eventually it's going to catch him. They're kicking the can down the road uh, multiple billions at a time. And at some point, the can's either going to dent totally up and won't kick, or we're going to run out of road. So anyway, going back to another Doug Casey article from Friday, it's called Build Back Better with What Resources? And as you know, Build Back Better is sort of the theme or the, the outline and design of the Biden policy. And... Uh, a lot of things have been bad in this country since 2008. If you remember our setback, economic setback we had then, things haven't gotten much better, actually. It's sort of been an illusion. And um, there's no actual cash in the U.S. government piggy bank, Doug says, to borrow. Meanwhile, debts are going higher, and not just government debt, not just pension de- potential pension defaults, or Medicare or Medicaid defaults. No. Also, individual debt, personal debt, is getting higher and higher as people go to their credit cards to try to get the assets to stay alive or keep going or continue their lifestyles as they are. And uh, that's not a good sign. What it means is if there ever is a default at any one of the links along this whole apparatus of the whole house house of cards, mixing metaphors here, the whole house of cards may fall. Now, you want to talk about another kind of blow up. This could be the big blow up. Uh, I'm not trying to scare you, but China threatens defense secretary with war. The minister tells Lloyd Austin, our uh, SOD, that Beijing will smash the smithereens any Taiwanese independence plot and will definitely not hesitate to start a war no matter the cost. 
That was in the Saturday Daily Mail. Meanwhile, as you probably know and have read or heard, Putin has threatened to use nukes if the United States gets too frisky uh, in the Ukraine area or any of the NATO countries get involved or NATO starts trying to show off its muscle. You know, and I think back to the, as we left Afghanistan and left, left all that high-tech weaponry behind, we're pretty much doing the same thing in Ukraine right now as we are loading them up with uh, sophisticated military equipment, some of which they have difficulty implementing because they don't have the training. And so, you know, at some point, uh, they're going to pull the plug on that uh, on that enterprise, and we're going to be leaving more equipment behind. So what about another blow-up? Well, one of the ways you get out of an economic downturn is consumer spending, and unfortunately, this country for too long has been uh, dependent on consumer spending to maintain our economy. And the consumer sentiment decreased to 50.2% positive in June, down from 58.4 in May. That's a 14% decrease in at least neutral consumer sentiment. So what happens when consumers feel hesitant to buy, even though you have a shortage of goods, and even though you have supply chain issues, it nevertheless puts a chokehold on the entire economy, and that's where we're going. And I would argue that a 50.2% somewhat sanguine attitude about consumer spending going forward may be a little too optimistic. Some people may not be truly aware of where we stand, and as it becomes more obvious to them, uh, they'll become more pessimistic going forward. This week's uh, Brownstone Institute newsletter it came out on Friday. It's just loaded with great articles that I would encourage you to read. I'll give you the headlines of some. One is uh, The Children We Call Our Leaders by Donald Boudreaux. Um, just a good insight into how a small segment of the society in the United States, mostly younger, uh, is pushing a dynamic or generating a dynamic that is affecting the whole country in a negative fashion. Now, he's not saying necessarily that these kids who are protesting all the time are actually pulling the gears and levers, but they are basically front people for those who do, and it's not good for any of us, okay? Alex Washburn asked, what's the value of a COVID test? I can attest to that. What is the value? Especially when you have such a high percentage of false positives and things of that nature. There's a couple of things in there about how the government has betrayed us on the lockdowns and so forth and the effects of wearing a mask and a lot of COVID stories you may want to look at uh, in the Brownstone Institute from Friday. The Breitbart Business Digest from Friday has um, a number of top stories, too, I'd recommend to you. Uh, they talked, again, about the consumer uh, sentiment issue that, that is dropping. Uh, the CPI 
is going up, so consumer sentiment's going down. Cost of living increase is going up. So uh, something you might want to look at. Uh, Grocery stores are getting whacked by prices. I would add that our families in the restaurant business, we are getting whacked as well. And uh, it's it's just a a bad scenario all the way around. The Pew Research Center's uh, Saturday Outlook, they talk about Americans' view of governments, the distrust. Uh, just 20% of U.S. adults say they trust the government. And I would argue most of them are probably institutionalized. No, I won't go there. I won't say that. Otherwise, I'll be shut down. I'll be red flagged. Anyway, only 20% of the American people have trust in government. Now, that probably, if we got down into the weeds and looked at that more closely, uh, in a red state, blue state, in a city, country, all those kinds of things might be somewhat revealing, but no matter how you pack it, 20% of the people is not, is not enough to make a functional government operate uh, with the trust of everybody. Um. They also have a, an article about a growing share of Americans that are familiar with the cancel culture. Um, 61%, that's above the 44% of six months ago, which means that people are becoming increasingly aware of it. They didn't delve into whether or not they approve of it, but my would guess if you know about, quote, cancel culture, you probably don't look at it favorably. Another article, well, not actually, from the USDA, uh, they predict, talking on their food outlook, they predict slower inflation going forward. They don't think it'll increase twice twice as much. But where they failed to take into account was their own review of projected shortages going forward. The projected shortages will indeed lead to more inflation and higher costs. And finally, from Zero Hedge on Saturday, the U.S. is beyond bankrupt. This is Kim.com from New Zealand, controlled demolition and a new dystopian future. That is one I strongly recommend on Zero Hedge. Well, that's Living Liberty for today. Gee whiz, don't blow up, stay up, stand free, be free, and live free. I'm Charlie Earle.